Yeah! I still don't know what, like, mug means, but it sounds good. It sounds fun. It sounds festive. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. What, are we in the middle of the Arboretum? What's going on with the Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know. There's a lot of, a lot of love for those this morning. Um, <laughs> I get the sense how they, that's your favorite part of the show. Yeah, that no of question all the about things it. we do, that's yep, the part no question you do. about it. That the and complete Messi. contempt on your face. No, Messi's yeah. good, and so yeah. is the Peacock. You need to, you need to embrace it. Lighten up a little bit. Have a good time. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, I gotta love it. Gotta yeah. love it. What what Fridays do to people? What Fridays do to Get people? Excited. What's going on, T. Raj? I'm ready. I, well, I mean, we have nothing to talk about. Let's not lie. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make a good show out of this. But there's really nothing going on at all. We we have no baseball. We have no basketball. We have guys that are playing basketball that decide they don't want to play basketball. The We've guys got... that want to play basketball that are not allowed to play basketball <laughs> right. in the Olympics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The whole the whole world's coming apart. Uh, we got going this weekend. So you and I, what's what's our plan for tomorrow? What time are you arriving to LAFC? What time? Get, give me kind of a game plan here, so I could kind of work off of what you're doing. Well, I the game starts at seven thirty, right? Yep. The 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 match is at seven thirty. So typically, you'll be there about four thirty. Eh, a little earlier, a little earlier. Little earlier. I, I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe around noon, just mm-hmm. kind of really start to soak it in, really yep, get 100%. go through the rosters, make sure I understand what the two teams are getting ready to do, go back and watch uh, Real Salt Lake's previous 10 games, go back and watch LAFC's previous 10, just really immerse yep. myself into what we're going to see on Saturday night. I can't wait for it. I, I have been inside LAFC or the Bank of uh, California yep. Stadium a, a handful of times. It is unbelievably beautiful. But I have not seen a game yet, so I'm really looking forward to doing it on Saturday night. So wait, you've been in there, but you haven't been there for a game? Right. So we, oh, did, really? a, we okay. did a handful of morning shows there, mm-hmm. and then we did a whole season's worth of Rams pregame show from inside the bank. So I've been inside it a bunch, but uh, have not had the opportunity to see a game. I, I, I really, truly am looking forward to it. Okay, so awesome. this is this kind of interesting. You know, the Vibe LAFC, this is – let's kind of look at it this way um, – I want to make a couple comparisons to a couple teams that are now in Los Angeles. Doesn't it feel like LAFC just did it right? You know, it, oh, they, there's no question. They they started from scratch. They took like as much as they possibly can. The culture and the feedback from Los Angeles. What do you want this thing to look like? What do you mm-hmm. think? What do you want this thing to feel like? And they created something that LA can feel like. Okay, hey, this is our own. This is this is one of ours. And I'm not saying, listen, we, we, L.A. has so many different teams to choose from, and it's not you don't have too many cities where you despise another team within your own city, and that happens, <laughs> right? Like Very you true. hate You either hate the Clippers or you hate the yeah. Lakers or you hate the Chargers or whatever the case is. But they really did do it right. So I think you'll be impressed, too, being at the game tomorrow. Fantastic vibe. You got fans that want to be there. You got these – you know, perfect colors, perfect logo. Per- you know what I mean? There, there's certain things that kind of come with it. They built themselves their own stadium, and That's I just it. and, and, and Trav, but That's I compare it. this. I compare this to this. You know, let's. A couple years ago, the Chargers came to L.A. What imprint have they made in Los Angeles? No, well, I don't. I almost said none, but that's not true. What they have done is they've identified a really good quarterback that's going to be there for a long time. That was the first baby step in identifying their own identity in Los Angeles. Because I think what everything you said about LAFC, I agree with. 
the the stadium was a huge part of it. They mm-hmm. have a must see venue. You you need to go see it just because it's fantastic. And isn't it the perfect size too? It's perfect. Yeah, so, exactly. So, sometimes you get caught up in the oh we're gonna yeah seventy thousand. Well, what does it look like if you have twenty five thousand seats sold? You look like idiots. So go ask UCLA that's a big football. Part of it. Go ask UCLA football. They play in the Rose Bowl, and there's you know there's forty thousand people there, but the Rose Bowl holds ninety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it looks like there's nobody there. It's just it's a weird dynamic. And the other thing that they got right, and this is just you know the the nature of an expansion team, they weren't coming in here to be something else. They you know they weren't fleeing another city. The Chargers came from San Diego. The Chargers to me, they could be here 50 years. They're the San Diego Chargers. I just mm-hmm. they, it's going to be a really hard thing. At least the Rams coming back to Los Angeles made sense because sure. as someone who was here when they were here, it's like yeah, the LA Rams. It just it rolls off the tongue. The Chargers are somebody else's team that they didn't want. That just said, well, I guess we'll walk up the street and see if they want any, and no one does. And the, the LAFC doesn't have that. They just said, okay, we got a new team. We're not we're not taking anybody else's team. Let's just throw this thing in there and build a perfect stadium. And they nailed it. And there was a team already in the market. Right, yeah, a like good that, one. that's a good. That's one. exactly, and that yeah. think about that challenge. You know, that challenge of it's not you were just an expansion team, not that you were just coming. We're obviously talking about this. Travis and I will be at the LAFC game tomorrow, so we're looking forward to it. We'll have uh, have some fun with some of the listeners, but that that's that's a big part. It, it, this doesn't happen too often, in my opinion, in a market where you can hit like this because the Chargers are an example. How long have the Clippers been in LA? How long have they been in LA? Uh, so, like, since the early 80s, right? Since, okay. like, 1981 or 82 or something, something like that. that. Maybe so 84 years. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. They've been there. They've been in LA this long, and a lot of the time that you have a conversation about the Clippers, either the conversation is, well, nobody cares about them, or the other conversation is, why don't they just leave and go to a different market? And, it, and if, if you want to take a page from LAFC <laughs> – Something that we sit back with, with the Chargers, if they could have done this a couple years ago and replayed everything, leave all that, leave the colors over there, leave the uniforms over there, leave the name over there, start a new NFL franchise in LA, and then maybe you would have got people that said, okay, this thing is rooted LA, they're you know as best as they possibly can, maybe we have something going, that obviously wasn't what they did. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And All right, so we finally get back to real baseball tonight. We've had the better part of a week off. we got the that All-Star game, which I'm not even going to try to pretend was exciting a, outside of It's a rough funny. week in sports. This it was, was a great. rough like, week in <laughs> so sports. Be, you, be, be honest with me. Don't be, yeah. don't be uh, a corporate because we all know that it happens every once in a while. Did sure. you see SportsCenter last night by chance? Did you, did you watch the whole thing like from beginning to end? Because I, I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious if you noticed the same thing that I did. Well, I love you. I love how you started with like, "Don't be corporate." Like somebody's going to send me an email and say, "Hey, hey you guys, Al, say you watch every hey, sports center." What do you mean I watch it? MLB Tonight was after. What do you mean you didn't watch it? Um, I did not watch. Uh, did not watch Sports Center yesterday. Yeah, listen, okay. Sometimes you got to have NBA TV on in the background. So maybe there was a little. <laughs> okay, so there break were... it down. Game four. There were basically two stories last night in the, uh-huh. on the entirety of SportsCenter. They just kept rerunning these two stories over and over and over again. One of them was um, Bradley Beal missing, you know, the Olympics, that he's yeah. out in, in health and safety protocols. That was one. And the other Wait, one Which, was, by the way, by the way, the Bradley Beal missing health and safety protocols uh-huh. is about a... 30-second conversation Tops. when there's sports going on. Okay. <laughs> when there's sports going on, that's it. 30 seconds, you got what you needed, and then you move on. Yesterday was like, okay, let's go. Let's keep going. Another highlight reel. I want to see more <laughs> clips of him in Washington. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. And so that was that was the B story. You know what the A story was yesterday? 
It was Bryson DeChambeau saying that his golf equipment sucks. And they must have played his press conference it felt like 50 times. And it was just – and him. it's him acting like a three-year-old going, well, you know, it's really hard to play well when my equipment sucks. It was, And then, of course, the equipment manufacturer fires back and goes, yeah, it's really hard when Bryson says something that's stupid. You know, he's never yeah. happy. He's like an eight-year-old. He's throwing a temper tantrum. It was it, – we were ba- – by the way, we're talking about a golf Who, who makes his equipment? Is it uh, Taylor May Callaway? It's Cobra. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That we're talking about a golf equipment manufacturer mm-hmm. and their number one pitch man having a disagreement. That that was like 45 minutes last night. That's what's it. going on in the world. That's what they were. This is in the pre-meeting. They're like, run it. Run that on SportsCenter. <laughs> Get that with Scott Van Pelt. Let's keep things moving. Let's keep things moving. What would it take for you? How bad? Let, let's say that the headset that you're wearing right now, okay? Yeah. The, yeah. the headset company decides, you know what we're going to do? Uh-huh. We're going to pay Alan about a million bucks a year, maybe more. Maybe we'll give Al two. We're going to give mm-hmm. Alan two million bucks a year to wear these headsets. How upset would you have to be for you to go on and you say, you know what, you know why my show today was terrible? Because this headset sucks. It just it sucks, and they've been working on it for a long time, and they can't get yep. it right, but everything sucks, and it wasn't my fault. How, how mad would you have to get to know that that money's walking tell you out something. the door? Let me tell you something. If they're paying me a mil or two million a year, I don't care if the headset doesn't work and I don't hear you for two hours. I'm complimenting everything about that headset. Crystal clear sound. Listen to this. I mean, they, they, I don't know if I've ever had a better headset. I, I don't know if I could. If they, they, this is you know the greatest would, headset in the history of life. I would tell you in a break, hey, just turn your Zoom volume up. Just so we, I'm just going to listen to you through my computer. <laughs> but with my headset still on. Exactly right. All right. So, like we said, baseball is getting going tonight. Uh, Julio Rios for the Dodgers against the Rockies. They, we know that they're two games behind the Giants. And mm-hmm. Rios... Bueller, Price. That's who they're going to start in these three games against the Rockies this weekend. Okay, that's it's it's not bad. It's not what the Dodgers thought that they would have coming into the season. But when you got a guy that was money in the World Series, another guy who might be the best pitcher in the National League, not named Jacob Degrom, and then a former Cy Young Award winner, you're in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. But what you don't have is somebody to pitch on Monday. What you don't have is somebody to pitch on Tuesday. Those are still left blank, meaning that it's probably Tony Gonsolin or a bullpen day. The Dodgers need to get on this pitching thing, and they need to do it quickly because the Giants need pitching. The Padres might go into the pitching market as well. You just need to act fast because the Dodgers, as weird as it sounds, have more holes than anyone else in that spot. You know, by the way, that sounds incredibly weird because that's not, you know, obviously anybody, that wasn't going to be the conversation or certainly hasn't been the conversation coming into the season. You know, Chav, we could sit here, and I've heard you say it, um, we could sit here and say, well, you know, Corey Seager, you got, got just got to wait for this guy to come back. Once he comes back, certain things are going to start clicking. You talked about this yesterday. Bellinger since, what, August of 2019 has been a average player. That doesn't he hasn't mean – that MVP. That doesn't mean that you know he's not um, uh, a Useful. fantastic defensive player, a great mm-hmm. center field. Doesn't doesn't mean that, but it's just Bellinger. You and I are going to sit here and have the conversation. Okay, the guy needs to obviously certainly step it up, especially this season. Understand he's gone through the injuries. Even Mookie, right? Even Mookie, yeah. I'm sure you know you sit back. He was heating up a little bit before the break, which is good news. I, I do love and, and Mookie's type type of player that. You know, you could just tell, like, yeah, let's not be too concerned about this guy. The guy that also was like, why am I in the All-Star game? You know, even admitting that uh, he wasn't even sure if he should be there. But all that you can put to the side. If pitching is not on the top of your priority list, if you're the Dodgers, and it's not just, you know, the it's not just the Dodgers. Like you just mentioned, Padres can use another arm. 
Um, Giants. Giants could. I mean, really, any team can can use another arm. I, I think that's always the case. But it's mm-hmm. just the biggest surprise that we're having this conversation about the Dodgers. But it's the reality. I mean, I think that's that's such a that puts things in such perspective when you say you're looking at the schedule, and they you know they put the the pitchers are going to be pitching. There's two slots just sitting open. Listen, we, we know Kershaw's going to come back. We have no idea what what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer, but. Um, it, it's not something that I think you know you can walk away before July 30th and not make not take some kind of action. But you said something there. You said you know we know Kershaw is going to come back. I think I'd change that too. We think Kershaw is going to come back, or we know he's going to come back. But what we get, I don't know. Is he is he Kershaw that we saw in the playoffs last year, which was high level, you know, nearly vintage Clayton Kershaw? Is it the guy we saw through the first part of this season, which was you know like B plus Clayton Kershaw, sure, not sure. not lights out, but certainly good enough. Or do we get another version that maybe we've never seen before, a guy that's trying to fight through some arms issues, trying to – because, look, this is – and especially a guy like Clayton Kershaw at this point in his career. He's won a World Series. He's won an MVP. He's won multiple Cy Young Awards. He's been to the All-Star Game a million times. There's nothing left for him other than to win the World Series more, right? This isn't, hey, I need to be careful so I can continue to pitch another 10 years, make another you yeah. know, $100 million. He's rich. He's a winner. He's a Hall of Famer. All of these things, boxed, checked, right on down the line. So the piece that maybe that, you know, when he comes back, if he's not quite right, does he have that grinded out? Like, look, I don't have that Clayton Kershaw stuff, but what I do have is the brain that I've taken out there with me for, you know, 10-plus years in Major League Baseball, and I know how to do this without A-plus stuff. I can do this with C-plus stuff and still muscle my way through it. Maybe we get that version of him. That, I mean, that would not be ideal, but that may be the reality of it. When you um, – we talked a little bit about this yesterday when – uh, and this probably kind of adds to the you got to go make a move, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you have that many question marks about Kershaw, um, and we already talked about all the other question marks. By the way, and I don't know how big of a deal this is to you, but Reyes, how they keep saying that this is the most innings that he's pitched, right? Just you know, his that that's something to keep no in question. mind. Well, we're only halfway through the season, or we mm-hmm. still got seventy plus games left. So if you're and we'll take this back to yesterday because we brought this up again that quote from um from Bueller basically saying hey I got faith in the front office that they're going to go do what they need to do what do you think's happening behind closed doors right now I mean how much of a how much do you think this front office is saying to themselves we cannot go the rest of this season with exactly what we have. We got to we got to take some type of action. I, I don't even think it's really a discussion. If I had to guess, I think it's a who do we want? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not do we need to, but rather where do we send uh, our resources? Do you go after? Do you go big game hunting? Do you try to get Max Scherzer done? Do you throw in a prospect to try to get Max Scherzer over? Is Max Scherzer even available? You know the sure. Nats are kind of on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the guy that jumps out at me is Charlie Morton from the Braves. This is a guy that pitched really well for the Astros. This is a guy that's pitched, you know, and, and keep in mind, he's an Astro pitcher, not an Astro hitter. So it's not one of those, you know, he had the cheat code so he could load up some numbers. He was a pitcher, so he, he didn't have that advantage. You had a guy that last year pitched for Tampa who was really, really good for them in the postseason, a guy that's really seasoned pitching in big games. That, to me, seems the guy that I target. Because, look, the Braves are going to fall off the cliff here in a minute if Acuna's absence hits them the way that I think it will. So they're going to be sellers pretty quickly. So maybe you go in there with a really good offer on Charlie Morton and get that done as quickly as you can because, to me, of all the guys that are available, that's the best fit for the Dodgers. You don't have to season him. You don't have to protect him. You can throw him in the deep end of the pool, and he's ready to go. Trav, you know what's interesting? And this is – Dodgers are in a – there's a few teams here in L.A. that are all in the same position, okay? You either win – or it's it's a wasted season, 
and, and Dodgers are in that position. The Lakers are in that position. The Rams are in that position. That's the, the expectations, right? And, and we'll get into we'll get into uh, Matt Stafford a little bit later and Sean McVay and everything else. Certain teams are we have to win right now. What I, what I'm curious about with some of the competition that the Dodgers are going to get just in their own division, just in the NL West. Are, are the San Francisco Giants saying, hey, we got to go make that move before the Dodgers do. We got to go do anything it takes because it, it's they're not in a win mode now. They just happen to be there, they have the best record, yeah. found themselves. And, and by the way, you know, if we were 40 games in, I would sit here and tell you like, OK, like you were saying, right? OK, this isn't going to last. I mean, come on. They're 90 games in, and I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that by the time 162 games are done, the San Francisco Giants will still have the best record in Major League Baseball. But they think they could be in the mix here, right? Sure. The Padres. I, I don't know if the if the San Diego Padres are saying, "Look, we got a lot of young, um, vibrant players. We, you know, we have some time here. Do we want to go all in right now?" When the Dodgers, if the Dodgers were completely healthy. And everybody that, you know, you, the expectations that we had from the beginning of the season where you thought they were going to win 110 or something along those lines. If there wasn't a window, I don't know how aggressive these other teams would be. There's a window. The Padres and the Giants are thinking to themselves, the Dodgers for the first time are vulnerable. Like, they, they look vulnerable. They're bleeding. So yeah. that, that's why I think what might have been a couple months ago, hey – I don't know if this is the best example. When the Golden State Warriors were so by far the best team, did you really want to go all in? You don't like... It's a great point. It, 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 there's certain times where I don't know you want to go all in. But if the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant is gone or he's not healthy or there's more, you think there's more parity in the league, you might go all in and you might get that now with the Giants and the Padres because of the position that the Dodgers are in. Oh, I think all three of them are all in. I think all three, that, that's what's going to make this so much fun is that all three of them want to do it. So is that what the Dodgers need to do? Is it pitching, 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 or do they need to go somewhere else? 877-710-ESPN. That phone number, 877-710-3776. What are you prioritizing for the Dodgers? Plus, there's at least one person that wants to go play in the Olympics. We'll tell you who it is next. Nobody it's else crap. does. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not you, Slee. There's another guy. There's two guys. You and one other guy. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Me and J.K. Sliwa, we're going to take over uh, Twitter. We're going to dominate in, or to a TikTok, right? Is it TikTok or is it Twitter? I forget. It, it, it is the Never TikTok. mind. Don't answer. It's TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, it's it's TikTok. I'm I'm ready to take over the world. That's that's what's going. What are you going to uh, wear to this thing? Are you going to go out and get an LAFC T-shirt? Like what what's your what's your jam coming up for this thing? On I got a really nice tank top that I want to uh, want to throw on. Please wear a tank top. I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck it in and um, <laughs> jean shorts. You're gonna go wait, shorts have, and a t- tucked in tank top. I have corduroy shorts, corduroy shorts <laughs> that I have that I Belted. Been, I've been dying to wear. I've been, I've been wanting to wear, just waiting for the right event for it. Look, and so, then, uh, and then I have um, my Crocs <laughs> with socks on. Perfect. So you, the same stuff you wear to work. Yeah, same yeah, stuff. So same I'm, thing I'm, you're uh, going to go there. Have you been to a, um, a, a not not an LAFC game, but a game since all the restrictions have been lifted? Have you been in a full house capacity event yet? Because I haven't. I've only I only went to the one Dodger game, and it was still limited seating when I was there. Does Costco count? Sure. The uh, greatest no, sport I, of all. I have not been. Uh, I have not been. So all the Laker games, w- when the Lakers were eliminated by the Suns, 
they were still maybe 7,000 capacity, 7,500, mm-hmm. I want to say, something along those lines. So I've not been to a packed house yet. Have Can't not. wait. I, I, I'm genuinely looking forward to it for a variety of different reasons, that being very near the top of the list. You know, you said something earlier, and we'll, we'll get to uh, the Dodgers here in just a second, but you said something really early, or a second ago, that I think is really interesting, that the Dodgers, the Lakers, the Rams – are all in, hey, we got to win right now. The, our window is open, and we need to try to make sure that we walk through it or climb through it or however you go through a window and mm-hmm. make sure that we take advantage of this. Because if the Rams go to the divisional round of the playoffs, nobody's going to be excited about that and say, oh, what a great season. If the Lakers, we just saw it, the Lakers got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, and it was met with you know, a great deal of frustration. The Dodgers, if they get bounced early, it's going to be, hey, I thought this was a team that was going to win 115 games. What the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Then you got the other teams, right? Like this is why LA is such a tough putt. That if you're the Chargers, they're not competing for a Super Bowl. They're competing to be better than they were a year ago. Yeah. You can know, you can you can you make the play? Can can you be in the hunt with a few games left to go to try to make the playoffs? That's got to be a really weird thing. Like because for being on the Clippers are getting closer. They're closer than they've ever been. But sure, the Clippers sure. aren't looking at it as finals or a bad season and, and they, but you're competing against a team that looks at the the, the gap is significant I, I don't know about the Clippers one I mean I, I think if look if Kawhi Leonard was healthy then you would have said wait a minute we didn't make the finals uh especially with the Lakers out I I, I get what you're saying but they're in a similar position of the Lakers um you don't the, think that if next year let's say in, I mean, internal I internal internal expectations they're on the same level of what their goals are external it's like well it's a clipper you know that conversation's had but i'm talking internally i'm talking that if the clip and i know the Kawhi injury thing is kind of a wild card at this point but let's yeah. just assume that he has the best possible scenario and comes back as quickly as possible and then and, and is able to go on that playoff run and, with is, them. and is able okay. to, and they and they get to the nba finals that's a win for them the nobody inside that building is going oh we blew it they're thinking hey we went to the finals for the first time ever the lakers are will, the lakers will never have that feeling the dodgers when they lost to the world in the world series to the astros and the red Sox, it was looked at as damn we still have it once since 1988 right. still have that opportunity right. and you blew it right mm-hmm. that that's um, the big difference i think and and you you it's just institutional uh time right it's just success of these organizations individually the rams have won the super bowl before no you're you know, right yeah, they, they've that, been to the Super Bowl recently. It's not get better than you were. It's win the whole thing or you had a bad year. That's pressure, man. I, I think there's – look, there's a few franchises. Um, let, let's, let me use this as an example. And Lakers did not have expectations to win a championship, right, uh-huh. the years that you were doing the pre- and post-game show. I don't know what happened there, but uh, obviously you were not – there was not a good mojo going or a good vibe going, something Clearly along those no. lines. Clearly uh, no. no. But, but, but Trav, the – you know, as sad as this sounds, we were doing draft lottery nights, right? Like the station was oh, putting was together parties for, for the draft lottery, even <laughs> yeah. though you weren't, even though, you know, the Lakers, you, you just look at them as, well, it's a championship or bust. Well, it's a championship or bust if it's realistic. If it's not, then we're having a draft party down at, you know, Tom's <laughs> Urban or whatever, right. wherever else we were. Um, and, 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 you just don't expect good things to happen over that time because you don't have a chance to win a championship. But, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, that there are certain franchises, at least where they're positioned today, the expectation is you won it all or you didn't, and it was a failure. 
The era where I did Lakers pregame show was, is Andre Ingram the answer? Can a 34-year-old journeyman be the answer to the Lakers problem? <laughs> Those were the sort of games that we got when I was doing it. You got you got the LeBron, you got the AD pieces, you've gotten the, the far better half of this. It makes me kind of think back, but you're so right. I mean, I forgot about Andre Ingram. Like, that was all of a sudden, that was the story. It was everything. And I, and I he remember, had a good night. You know, he made some threes. That those were times story. too. Those were times too where I was in the locker room, and I would just kind of say to myself, "I'm like, is this where we are? Like, this is it?" <laughs> and he was awesome. Like, what a he great, great story! He came in, he did yeah. everything. But I'm just sitting there in the locker room, like, this is what it's come down to. It's, <laughs> we are we are fast, watching man. Andre Ingram. Let's try our first phone call of the day. Let's go to Sacramento. Wow, long time away, or I should say, a long, uh, a far distance away. Justin in Sacramento, you're up next. Justin, what's going on? Hey, Drive. Hey, Slee. Uh, I really like the Charlie Morton the idea you guys threw out there about the Dodgers that feels like a like a Rich Hill kind of move from a couple mm-hmm. of years back. Yeah, that's a good call. But a name you guys you guys named didn't throw out there was like Jose Barrios out of Minnesota. They're obviously sellers, and it's a guy that they have some control over the next, I think he has two years left on his deal. It gives you a little insurance next year if, God forbid, the Bauer thing doesn't work out. And he's younger, so they can get him in the, the Dodgers pitching, coaching staff kind of thing. And they seem to get more out of guys than other staff tend to. And that guy's got a lot of upside. Yeah. Appreciate I, you calling in. I, I think it's interesting because, Al, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about with the Lakers. That we, And this isn't a perfect comparison, but, but follow along here. What we are talking about with Lonzo Ball. Right, that yeah, there's some stuff there that works, but it's it's not for us right now. That this is that we're we're in a different spot than he in, and I think that Jose Barrios kind of falls into that spot too. This is not a we need a guy that we can use for the next several years. We need a guy right now. I need a guy, and, and Barrios is good, and Justin's right about that. He's a really good pitcher. He's got good stuff. He's pitched well for the Twins, but. I want a guy that's got a few nicks and scars on him. I want a guy like Charlie Morton, one of those guys that's been through this a bunch of times before. Uh, I don't necessarily need somebody that sets me up for the future. I need somebody that sets me up for the now. And as we say, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer. Here's the rub sleeve. I think we do know, and I think we're never going to see him wear a Dodger uniform again. Well, I, I'm, we, you know, we mentioned this a little bit yesterday. I, I don't think it's – I'm more surprised if we see him wearing a Dodger jersey this year. Right, like I think that would be more of a surprise than he showed up at some point and he's back with the Dodgers. Agreed. Uh, but like, add one thing to that. Kind of interesting too, Trav, because you know, listen, this is how it works. This time of the year, this is the same thing in the NBA. Same thing, buyers and sellers. If you're a seller right now, you got a lot of teams vying for. If you have something good to sell, like it's a when you have competition, you know, people usually say, "Well, he's not worth that." Are you really? Did you really give that much value? No, no, no. All you need is another party to dance with, right? And if, if another partner to dance with, all of a sudden, if if the Padres and the Dodgers are both going after the same starting pitcher, um, that that's going to be uh, that the selling portion of this is going to be interesting because you might not have to go out there if you're a seller. You know, you were saying you want the you want to be the first one to jump. If if I'm one of these other teams that you know you're referring to that got somebody to give away that somebody could be an asset down that playoff run, uh, why don't you guys throw in your offers and we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. What are you worth? It's what are you worth to me? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a that's it's an a auction question. Absolutely. All right, it's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Trey Young wants to be on the Olympic team. 
mm-hmm. and he seems to be one of the few people that do. John Morant said, nope, you didn't ask me when it started. I don't want to be a part of it now. I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. but We, we well, got also, too, we got also yeah. too a Damian Lillard update. So yeah. there's some stuff moving on on that front. Damian Lillard is not going to be a Laker. Let me just cut off all the Laker fans right now. That's not going to happen. Plus, there goes all our calls. Premiere. There's a movie premiere. It's all coming up. It's next. It's Travis and Slee at 710 ESPN. This is going to be by far the, the best one. This is the yeah. best one. I like this. You know how I know this is the best one? Emily was bobbing her I head. See, yeah, her head's moving. As if Jay-Z <laughs> was releasing a new album or something. <laughs> you I can just tell. Feel, I this, is, feel this, this is, my, this is, is my a good one right music. here. What was the name of the guy that wanted to chug beers with us? I don't remember his name. Is it Antonio? Michael Funches. <laughs> I'd love well, to. I'd love to. Funches is going to be trapped in a tin can going over the ocean for uh, a few hours when that's going on. So he's, he's, he's bailing on us. Um, we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, you, let, me, let me ask you this, Funch yeah. and Emily, because you guys are there. Everything all right? I see the strobe lights going off. You guys good? Another uh, fire drill or fire alarm going off. You know, you know, working here in the mornings, Travis, it yeah. happens like once a week. Yeah, um, true. The, the strobe lights go off. The alarms go off. But we're told not to leave unless the flames are burning and someone comes up and yeah. tells us to leave. That's, there, a good, there, that's good advice. There's a power outage. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell's running that place? Hey, look, once the flames are in the studio, you should probably Then you leave. can only leave. Smell yeah. smoke. We got to go. <laughs> But there's a power outage, so we're running on a generator right now. Don't worry, the show's going to keep going, but it's just somewhat in the dark. Okay, Trav, so back in the day, okay, mm-hmm. when I was on the business, you got to understand something. You know, 10 years I was on the other side of the uh, the wall there. So, sure. Uh, like, there's like the Kepper separate. It's like church and state. You were, yeah, we're not allowed to commingle. The kitchen often. was in the middle. That was the only time like that. that <laughs> you could get coffee right? together and that's it. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody would come after a minute. All right, go go separate ways. Go your separate ways, guys. So back in the day, um, same thing. The fire alarm would go off. I don't know how often it would go. It just randomly, like LA Live, maybe somebody would pull it. Maybe somebody at Yard House. I think one time, <laughs> I think there was one time in the LAPC building, I think Marcellus Wiley, do you remember that video where he burnt the toast or something? <laughs> and they had to yeah. go back to yeah. the video to see what happened, and it was Marcellus. I, th- I think that was one of them. <laughs> so straight were, out of the office. Yeah, yeah there were, there were the fire. There were two dudes. I think every you know every office is supposed to have like your main person. That, a hall monitor, a safety guy. A hall monitor, right? Fire alarm goes off, okay. <laughs> There's, I mean, it, it is pretty comical, but this is ESPN's got to do these protocols. They're very serious about all this stuff, okay. So that means one person's supposed to kind of like lead the way. They're supposed to throw on that vest, right? You know that orange vest. The Bobby you gotta, Brady Hall you monitor. You gotta vest. throw on the vest. <laughs> there was a moment at the station on the other side. This is what one guy used to do, and apparently there was a new guy taking over that role. Oh, there okay? was a fight for the hall monitor title. It wasn't even a fight. It was like that's my vest. Like that's my territory. <laughs> I'm sitting in the middle here. It's the funniest thing in the world. Like at this point, if there even was a fire, you just want to kind of hang out and see how this thing's going to play out. But I'm telling you, like one of the most sounds like the worst job to have. You got to have a clipboard. You're taking notes of names. You're basically saying, hey, (laughs) this person is out. Okay, hey, everything is clear. Two dudes were fighting for that position, and uh, yeah. let's just say that is a, that's an interesting. Uh, I don't we want have, to go off we the have an update here. on that. The strobe lights are back on again. Uh, yeah, I see them going. Look, I don't want to be that. I want to be the guy that runs out of the building the second I hear the the, the alarm go off. So they they can they can fight over the vest. No. I'm going to be across the no, street. No, I'm, I'm with Emily safe. and Funches. We would sit 
still in our cubicles and just kind of keep typing. Like, it sounds good. It sounds yeah, good. I'll I can make a quick phone call. I can only recall one time where they told everyone to leave the building in, in, in the 14 years that we're here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Travis and Sleeves brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It appears that Trey Young is the only person that wants to be on the United States Olympic team at this point. He tweeted out the video of Isaiah Thomas from The Last Dance talking about not making the dream team. Just to refresh your memory, this is Isaiah from The Last Dance about not remember he got eliminated from dream team because Michael didn't want him there. I don't know what went into that process. I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. I don't know. So... Trey Young feels I've met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. Bradley Beal is out. I, what are we waiting for? Why is Trey Young not named on this team yet? Why does he not have a ticket to Tokyo? What are we waiting for? There's, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because you know we talked about this to start off the show. It's not like there are 39 sports stories coming in this morning. Okay, right. there just isn't. You know what one of the stories are? One of the stories is Trey Young who is trolling the USA Olympic Committee, basically telling them, hey, uh, I don't know if you guys just watched my last playoff run. I don't care how many years I've been in the league. Uh, What was he, 25 points, 9 assists a game, and then in the playoffs, almost 29 points, almost 10 assists a game. Tore it up. Put his you-know-what in the freaking (laughs) Olympics. By the way, as somebody who's a huge NBA fan, a huge basketball fan, I I don't need to see, when they announce Kevin Love is in this thing, who, by the way, is no longer in it, Put some exciting players in this mix. Would you Would you at least go out of your way? And, Trav, I remember in the playoffs we said there's must-watch. There, there's some much must-watch players. And he was starting to be that, hey, with Trey Young's on the schedule, I want to watch Trey Young play. Would you at least take a second or two to go watch Trey Young in these Olympics? I would. I don't know what they're waiting for. Oh, for sure. Look, And look, he wants to be in it. Yeah, there you go. Why do we want guys that, that want to be there not on the team? You know what I mean? They, they, let's, and you heard one of his former coaches, Lloyd Pierce, say he's having a great year. These guys have a great year. You have to go through certain things. You have to understand when it's your time. He's a first-time – stop. Christian Leitner was all, in it. There's guys get, that come out of college and are in it. Get, get in line is a really bad thing when we're talking about all-star teams. Now, who are the best players? By any measure – Trey Young is one of the best players. You just lost a guy that is buckets in Bradley Beal, right? The guy that can mm-hmm. score like crazy. Trey Young can get you points. He's going to score the ball. He's going to be a guy that fits that hole really nice. I don't care if he hasn't Trav, made the all-star team a bunch. Who, what does that have to let's do put, with let's, anything? Let, let's put all that aside. Forget how he fits. Forget all that. He wants to be there, and he's an exciting basketball player that we want to watch. I, I want Trey Young. I want Trey Young representing the USA in the Olympics. I have no affiliation to Trey Young. Yeah. I don't care about the Atlanta Hawks. I want to see Trey Young there. So I'm, I'm not big on this whole, uh, you got to wait your turn. What do you mean wait your turn? What if you're a rookie and you're on a team? Is Luka supposed to wait his turn because he's on the – no, he's the best player and he gets his 40 minutes a game. Yeah, sorry, Shohei. You can't be on the Japan national um, baseball team. You've only made the all-star team once. I'm going to need you to stand over there and wait. You need to go through three all-star teams. You need to be on the list for a year and a half. This isn't buying a Tesla, right, where you have to get on the waiting list. Just, just, just give him the damn uniform and put him in the game. No, I'm sorry, Shohei. You've only made one all-star team. I'm sorry you can't be on Team Japan. What a, what a ridiculous thing to do. All right, it is finally here, Slee. You, you, I can see the smile on your face. You're already feeling it. This is good. It is time for Ask Slee. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, Al, we're going to get right to it. Here we go. Um, this is from who else? Francis and Glendale. And this is apropos because of what we're doing on Saturday night. It's hashtag Ask Slee. 
if someone no-shows or doesn't use their plus one, can I be on standby for the sweet tickets? I think 100%. That's yeah, got to happen. Is he just going to be lurking outside the door at the Bank of California Stadium? First of all, Francis, let me tell you something. There's a 60% chance that Travis will not be able to get his ticket figured out with Ticketmaster. Okay? <laughs> That's true. There's a 60% chance there. So then you're just one email away from Travis <laughs> to actually coming in. Um, yeah, I, I listen, uh, Carlo, uh, Tommy, all our promo crew, if, if we got an extra ticket here, let's get Francis in the house. I know. I would love to do that. We'll see what we can do. All right, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna edit this one a little one. This is from uh, your mama's side piece. I'm gonna skip part one of this and go straight to part two. It says, "What did you edit?" Uh, just you skipping part one is the part that I'm editing. I'm going you straight edit to part the two. Handle portion? <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, it could be that she likes barbecue sauce on the side. You never that's know. Right. I have no that's idea. Right. What it you means. never know. You never. Know. Um, what is your go-to move to get Lady Slee annoyed so she'll leave you alone so you can break down Sedale Threat highlights in peace? Hashtag Ask Slee. <laughs> was this the music one? Was this the music one? I think the uh, earlier part of it was music. So yes. it was like, okay, yes. it is very simple here. You know how much I love reggae music? Uh-huh. Here in the background here, we got some you know some reggae jams well, in your the background. Segment. You get what you want. Um. All I got to do is play reggae music, and she's off to the next room. <laughs> and then after that, I get all the Sedale 3 Eldon Campbell highlights that I need. Uh, so that's that's the easy solution right there. Look at Listen to Bob Marley and look at Sedale 3 run now, the ice cream Now, I, I will give her a lot of credit. She's a gamer. If we go out to, like, Big Bear or something like that, and they just say, like, there's certain times it's just a mood for reggae. She'll put up with it, and I appreciate that. But that's not her not her favorite genre of music. <laughs> it's not her jam. All right, no. this is from Brian Meza, and Brian writes, ooh, I like this. Mm-hmm. What does Slee think about eating breakfast breakfast food as dinner? Oh, that, that's, that's a – I'm not going to lie here. That's almost a staple. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why at night um, – making some eggs and putting together a good sandwich. And, like, I don't know why that tastes better to me at night. I don't know why a bowl of cereal at 9.30 p.m. <laughs> is better than 8.30 a.m. Uh, so I'm a big fan of it. Trav, are you a – I find myself eating a lot of breakfast uh, items at, at night than I do uh, in the morning. A hundred percent. And I'm not for, a big breakfast guy. So that, For all that the also. reasons you said, but here's the other thing. It's quick and it's easy and you can feed a lot of people at once. You know, I got five people in my house. So if we got to knock out five people all at once and everybody's home and everybody's hungry, you can do a giant thing of scrambled eggs and bacon pretty quickly. But they're okay with it? But they're fine? No, they like it too. There's no wrong time to eat bacon and scrambled eggs. There really is no wrong time to do that at all. So are you going to ever go big? Are you going to whip up something big or is it just the simple egg stuff? I think it's the simple, simple stuff. You know, more – I think there's something to it of just kind of being able to make something that's warm and takes – 90 seconds. All right, next one, Big E. Does Slee order an appetizer at a restaurant, or does he go directly to the under-seasoned chicken for the main course? Are you an app guy, or are you just straight to the entree? I'm an appetizer guy. Yeah, yeah I, I like uh, I like getting something. By the way, and it's also, it kind of does something to where you kind of space out the meal. You take your time. You're not as much in a rush. It, you know, you go to a place, if you're ordering your entree right out the gate, you're not going to be there very long. <laughs> it's, well, that's where the take bottle your time. of comes in. If but, you have the whole bottle of wine, you can kind of nurse that for a little bit of time on okay. the back end. That's a good, let, that's let a me good ask, point. Too. Let me ask you this. Do you do – I'll do drink first, then the appetizer. Keep going. 
then I'll do, you know, salad entree. Like, it, it's going to yeah. be a little bit that of a sounds, process. That sounds like you have a good plan. We're yeah. doing an aperitif. Are we doing something after the meal to kind of settle the stomach to aid in digestion, as they say? Not really. No, not really. Only thing, maybe occasionally you do some tea or something along those lines. Sometimes it'd be 9 p.m. and I'd say, throw me a coffee if I'm at an Italian restaurant. It makes no sense. But, yeah, not not big on the dessert after all the all the meal. All right, here's John. When the time comes to marry Lady Slee, can you have an ESPN LA contest for a chance to attend and follow up? Can you rig it so I can go? Hashtag Ask Slee. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, I, I, can I take a stab at this? Let, let me ask you this: Does Lady yeah. Slee listen to Ask Slee? No. Okay, so okay, now I'm going to ask the question that I was going to ask. Was the part of that, the marriage part, much more than having a listener at your wedding part? <laughs> I think more the listener. No question about it. Which, by the way, is pretty funny. How funny would that be? It's like, uh, and big shout out to one of our listeners. What are you doing? Yeah, I invited a listener <laughs> to the you wedding. Should. You should. You know what you should do? You should, this is, you could, we can combine the things that we did, we talked about yesterday, right? Where if you, instead of charging people for their food based on what gift they give you, but look, I need to know exactly what's going to be in that box if I invite you to my wedding, John of Fullerton. So what sort of gift are we talking about? And then we'll see. You could open it up to the entire audience. You could you could stock your entire home with new stuff. No, I'll tell you. So I'm thinking of doing like a live broadcast from there. And then, I don't know, we got a couple sponsors um, that are interested. They're interested in <laughs> Hey, Lady Slee, uh, I'm thinking we put this table, we put all the listeners. The what? The listeners. You know, the ones I invited on the air, that they won a contest. We got a table for, table of 10 of nothing but listeners. No, mix them up with the it. families. Mix them up with the families. I just have I just have koozies and ESPN LA shirts at every table. <laughs> the license plate frames. That's your wedding gift? I, I, think, I think that's what <laughs> The license what plate frames. Oh, that's good. That's all right. Good. Uh Let's see here. This is uh, a new person. I always like the new person. This is from Chris Rakena. Sorry if I got your last name wrong there, Chris. But what kind of person is Slee at the gym? The kind that keeps to himself or the person <laughs> or the person that grunts really loudly after every rep and then immediately heads over to the mirror and looks for new muscles? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> Why don't we just get me back to a gym first? Let's work on that part, okay? Let's get let's get that part started. Uh, oh. I'm definitely Trav. I think we both know each other very well. <laughs> I'm not a huge hey. Uh, let's get as much attention as possible. So I'm probably not going to be the guy that's grunting, uh, asking for a spot because I'm lifting way too much weight. By the way, when people come up to me, and I know this was a while ago because I haven't had a gym membership gym membership since COVID, right? Mm-hmm. The the person coming to me for the spot, and I'm just kind of like looking around, like me, you sure? And then I'm looking at the weight, and I'm like, you sure you don't want anybody that's? I really maybe, don't think I can help you much with this. Buddy. Maybe in the weight room a little bit more than I am, but okay, sure. Let let's get this thing going. So and then there's a like a minute and a half prep for them, right? Like yeah. they go down. I gotta, listen, I gotta listen, mentally prepare. Listen, no, no, don't go down. And then like now I'm starting to bend my knees a little bit, thinking it's game time. And then you come back up and you start stretching again. Just do everything at once. So I don't have Chris, 30 minutes. <laughs> Chris hit the two things that – look, I'm not a gym guy and really never have been, but I have been to the gym, okay? I know uh-huh. how it would – the two things that really make sure that I never go back are the guy that's uh, 
Like I don't, I don't need to be anywhere near that guy. Okay, that guy gives me the creeps, and the other guy is the guy that's sitting there and looking at himself in the mirror, like, yeah, I think I can see that. Look at that. They've got my tries. They're popping, and then he looks, and tries to get that angle so he can see his back, and he kind of flexes the top yeah. of his shoulder. Yep. Makes me all of that makes me exceedingly uncomfortable. It's probably why I, I turn my back to the mirror. Guys. I turn my back to the mirror. Okay, you got any um, sheets that we can put over these mirrors? You have any uh, sort of like just blackout blinds that we can Am drop I, over uh, these? Tell me I'm not reading what I'm about to read from Sham Sharania. Hey, what do you got? JaVale McGee has been selected to join the 12-man team USA for the Tokyo Olympics. To replace Kevin Love, I'm assuming, right? That, tell there, me there, that, there's no other explanation. Tell me that. What, but what, what are we talking about replace Kevin Love? When was Kevin Love going to do anything in this USA Olympics? Well, he was a I haven't seen the guy the play game. basketball since 2018. <laughs> We can come back to Kevin Love in a second. I got one more quick ask. No Trey Young still, really? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Which high school from a TV show would you want to attend? West Beverly, Bayside, or John Adams? Hashtag Ask Slee. Um, I want to attend, uh, I'm forgetting the name. Where did uh, Al Bundy go? Uh, Polk. Polk High. Polk High. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. You want to go to Polk High? I'm going to Polk High. Four touchdowns in a game. Yeah, four touchdowns in a game, Trav. Um, all I'm saying is Claire Arnold went to West Beverly. That just seems like the right choice because That's, Claire Arnold was there, and Valerie bad. Malone showed up a little bit later. She was never a, she was more a California University, but then you got Kelly Kapowski at Bayside High. There's a whole there's there's a lot of options. I, I would go Bayside from. if I have to pick from those. I'm going Bayside because uh, it's Saved by the Bell. You know, it's just like that's yeah. But that's Mr. Fun. Belding's there. He seemed like a stiff, and then you got to deal with Screech. He kind of sucks. You, are you, are you going to hang out with Slater and uh, Zach? Or you think you I'm, can roll with I'm, those? That's the cool kids. I don't I'm know if you're in the game to hang out with them. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Trav running his mouth. You can't hang out with Zach. No, Zach, look, Zach and AC Slater. Those were the those BMOCs, man. I don't know if Slee's getting in there. Listen, you go do your base. I think I'm going to Polkai. Going to Polkai. I'm, I'm handing the ball off to Al Bundy. This is perfect. Chris just texted me and said, you're wrong. Claire did not go to West Beverly. She was a CU person in the college years, so you're, that he's correct, man. You know wow. what? I hate that he's right. He's absolutely right. I got that Somebody one Somebody knows his stuff there. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at that, and I blew that. All right, there's your edition of Astley. Plenty of where more of where those came from. So you think that you're out of the woods, but you're not. I've got more to get to. Astley is brought to you by Kia Carson this summer. Find your next car or SUV at Kia of Carson. Hurry in to Kia of Carson for the best selection off the 405 at the car. Carson exit. Go to KiaOfCarson.com. Coming up next, Matthew Stafford is MVP. Look, I like it, but pump the brakes there. we got to slow down a little bit. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.